0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? It's going well. And joined to my left, oh, I haven't had to do the directional thing in I know, a while. Yeah, it's this throwing is me weird. off a little bit. But joined to my left, my good friend, buddy Michael Coploy. How you doing? And then joined through the power of the internet, Fox from Des and Fox Plays. Hi, guys. Hey. Glad to have you on. And so today we are having this roundtable discussion to do a full on review of God of War. Michael's recently finished it. Fox has recently finished it. I've recently finished it. Mogan hasn't played it, but she's going to be here to help kind of like moderate and guide the conversation. We'll keep Uh, you
1: on the path of righteousness. Exactly. Exactly. So she's going to keep us, she's going to keep us sane.
0: Uh, but in case you did not know, Team Jet Podcast is a weekly video game show where we talk about obviously games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out every Tuesday at 9 a.m. You can watch the episodes on YouTube or listen on audio across many different podcast services around the web. We can also watch the episodes on Twitch, but you can check out the full list at teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen, where you can see the full list of where we are available. If you have any questions comments general feedback you can email us at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on all the different social media such as facebook twitter and instagram finally we are a completely listener supported show so if you would really like to because you love us and love what we're producing you can head over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast where it's for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and in return we will give you a cool perk like getting the episodes early before their general tuesday release again that's patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast all right and another quick bit of, n- of updates before we get into this. We have one week left in our PS4 giveaway. Again, we are giving away a, gl- a used, it's Mogan's old one, Kevin. but fully cleaned and professionally ready to go uh, Glacier White PS4. So, 500 gigs. Yeah, 500 gigs, internal storage, all that stuff. So if you want to have a chance of winning that, head over to our uh, social media, find the link there. We also have a page on our website, teamchatpodcast.com slash PS4 giveaway, where you can find the link and all that to, to enter. So got a week. So contest ends July 31st.
1: Kevin needs a good home, you guys. Make sure he goes somewhere <laughs> where he'll be loved and feel safe. Yes. I want him to feel safe.
0: Yes, he does need a good home.
1: I told the guy at the cleaning service, I was like, this is Kevin. And he kind of gave me a blank stare, and then he was like, okay. You I was name, like, you're one yeah, of those or, people who Yeah, and then I was James. like, or. he's been replaced by Gertrude, and that made him laugh. <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't think Kevin was funny, but he thought Gertrude was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, well, Before we get into our main topic, let's uh, do a quick, brief introduction. So I know Michael's been on before, but still, give a Another quick, quick intro of, of to you and your gaming history or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, Michael, glad to be here. Um, in terms of my gaming preferences, um, so God of War was actually something that's a little rare for me. I don't really like hard games. I like the more easier, like very... Uh, I admitted this to Jarrett last night I've been playing Stardew Valley
1: um, you uh, we I've, I've been yeah, getting did. raucous calls from Fuchsia and Ark two of our patrons for me to play Stardew Valley I've heard so a good. lot of so good, good things good. about it yeah everybody yeah, raves about I it I feel
2: like I'm playing Farmville um, but it's okay <laughs> but better so, yeah, <laughs> so. don't feel the social stigma um, but yeah uh, I like all kinds of games uh, I guess more like adventure RPG those kinds of games but uh, God of War was great for me so happy to talk
0: about it awesome and then now, Fox. Uh, you know, you and I met on—we were both on a episode of the Bottle Rocket Gaming's Defective Discourse show a couple a few weeks ago, uh, right, right? Where we made that intro, uh, where we were able to meet each other. So, uh, give a quick intro about you, your show, uh, what you do with Dez, and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, so we have a, uh, a YouTube channel called Dez and Fox Play. It's myself and another guy named Dez, uh, and we both have basically been lifelong video game players. I don't know what the word, you know Uh, i
1: have been playing video games. I've
3: been (laughs) playing since I was probably, well, definitely since I was like five when I played uh, uh, Wolfenstein 3D on my uncle's PC.
0: Nice. Uh, But
3: then really got in with the N64 and definitely with the PS2. So I've been playing all my life. And we have now this podcast, or we have a podcast as well on our YouTube channel where we talk about anything related to movies or comics or video games or, I don't know, whatever we can come up with. It's called the nerdy gritty um, but mostly our, our youtube channel is let's plays we have you know games where i play on my own where des will play on his own uh where it's des and fox play where we'll, we'll team up and do some co-op or whatever we can find um personally i god of war is basically right up my alley uh between the two of us i'm kind of more the triple a big giant game guy he's got three kids and uh less time in his life so yeah, he plays more of the uh, indie shorter games uh for example his game of the year last year was uh was hellblade sinuous oh, sacrifice i still need nice to get to that, line. I ride that line but yeah so that's where he focuses but god of war is really like i was looking forward to it from frame one of that e3 trailer that they showed i was all about it oh yeah
0: yeah, cause I, and I remember too, I was like, oh, really excited when we got got talk about when we were recording with BRG, and like, I was like, oh yeah, no, Fox has gotta come on, it's cause we were on the, whatever we were talking about, well, on that episode with, uh, like, mobile gaming and different stuff like that, you were talking about how, you know, you believe video games are art and all this other stuff, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> man after my own heart so i was like this is gonna be yeah this is gonna be a good conversation well so yeah, yeah if you are interested in checking them out go and do that uh so i've really enjoyed the conversations that i've had with fox so far uh and really liked what i've seen of their content too so check it out but without further ado let's get into this review because god of war is a big game lots to talk about lots of yeah. uh moments now with our reviews as we're going to spend the first few minutes doing a spoiler free section so this is where we're going to talk about Nothing big story-wise. We don't want to ruin that for people who are looking forward to playing this game and haven't got around to it yet. So we don't want to do anything that's going to hinder that uh, the, your enjoyment of this experience. So we're going to talk about non spoiler things. Second half of the show will be full-on spoilers where we'll talk about various th- parts of the game. Story beats, oh shit moments, sad moments, whatever we want to talk about. Uh, and that's what we'll do in the second part. But we will give you a warning before we jump in.
3: Yeah,
1: but I say we spring it on. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> just Ooh, surprise. Just like, here it just is. Just give,
0: give the end spoilers. <laughs> it's been Open a that gate with a yeah, spoiler. Yeah, it's been out since April. <laughs> we'll, no. still, like, we'll still, we'll uh,
1: still brag, not brag on ourselves whenever we spoil things that from five years ago. I know we feel like, bad. Sometimes we'll still talk about The Last of Us. And it's like, oh man, should I say that though? It's a pretty big spoiler, and it's like, <laughs> the Last a really Us so old good. Game. <laughs> Right,
0: right. So, but anyway, so yeah. Well. For those who do not, who are not aware, uh, God of War, it was made by Sony Santa Monica, directed by Corey Barlog, and, uh, is the fourth. Well, I don't know. Would you call it the fourth one, or would it really be like the fifth one? Because there's I the God you know. of War one, two, and three, the main trilogy, then there's Ascension, then there's this one, but then there were also the two games on handheld, uh, Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. So. Yep. That's technically seventh game? Yep. So.
1: Let's put it this way. Any God of War installment that the majority of the populace has voluntarily forgotten is not a real <laughs> God of War. So there's four. So, there's yeah. one, two, three, and there's four. I think All the others general, are okay, fake news. I feel,
0: like, I feel like Ascension is kind of just like – because it's kind of a almost a prolog story to one. Yeah, it's a
3: prequel. Yeah. So continuity-wise, this new one is definitely four. Like, four. Okay. As far as the chronological order goes, the rest of them are before 1.
0: Okay, cool. So yeah. So we'll just go so we'll go with that one then. It is officially God of War 4. But anyway, uh so yeah, Car- Corey Barlock, who actually was the director of God of War 2, came back to do God of War uh after taking a pretty big hiatus from the series and doing some other things around. Uh but so obviously the big thing about this game and what immediately sets off as setting it apart is the third-person perspective of the game is Different. Sure. You know, the whole tone, whole look and everything is completely different from the original yeah. God of Wars, which uh, is a bold choice. I feel like in any in any instance to to really deviate that much on a, such an established series. But honestly, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was a, the breath of fresh air the series needed. I mean, obviously, it had been sure. a long time. God of War three came out in 2010. So it's been a long time. since so we've had a big, like major installment in the series. And I mean, right off the bat, I'll just say it hit all the right notes for me. So what what did you guys what did you guys think just kind of like an overall
2: uh for me actually so it was my first game in the series i hadn't played any of the previous games
1: nice coming I, in fresh i knew <laughs>
2: of them and i actually looked up a couple on youtube to see the older games and they seemed a little bit outdated so i was like you know what I could go and try to play all the games, or I'll just play the new one, which is the shiny fun thing. Man, so, yeah. you
1: really need to give Jarrett lessons because he feels like he always has to go back and play I want to experience every everything. previous installment. Yeah. And I'm, all that does is Man, it, adds, my best right it just adds <laughs> to his backlog, and then he never gets to play the new one. Yeah, with
2: these kinds of things, it's like I'll spark note it. Like I'll read I'll the Wikipedia summary, the Wiki pages. I'll look at whatever the summary is, and I'll watch a couple YouTube videos, and I feel pretty good about playing I will the say, ones. I, I
0: do usually try to do that with the shorter. You know, shorter games like God of War. I tried to do it with the Witcher series and was like, no I can't wait. I gotta get oh, to Witcher Three.
2: The light's
3: gonna fall apart.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, no, I, I can't I can't hold off playing Witcher Three anymore. Um but yeah, so Fox, what were your like initial impressions and like overall Oh I
3: think you you hit the nail on the head when it was a breath of fresh air. Uh to me, like Basically, in any industry right now, movies uh, especially, and then video games as well, with, like, remakes and remasters and reboots and sequels 20 years later that nobody really asked for, especially in the movie industry. When you're going to continue a series that, like, has already been established and could very well just stand on its own and not be touched, if you're going to bring something in, like, do it again, then do something new. Right. Like... Bring something new to the table. Don't just make it feel like you're doing God of War again. And so I think it hit that nail on the head, like, perfect. Like, yeah, this is God of War. That's Kratos. Like, I remember him. But also, both visually, mechanically... Uh, story-wise, this is something new, so it kind of rode that line exactly how it needed to, and it was amazing.
0: Because there were plenty of callbacks to this to the original games. I felt like, yeah. especially in yeah. like environmental puzzles, like they held those over from the from previous games. Um, Combat, while new, had that familiar feel to it. Of oh, sure, yeah, like, yeah, right. Like the, I feel like the older God of War games rode slightly more towards button mashing whereas yes. this one felt like a slightly more controlled which then in a sense also plays very well into this game where we're getting a more mature calmed kratos so it's kind of like yes. a it's like anything new with the game can easily be explained as oh it's because kratos is a different kratos he's still kratos but he's different than how you left him in god of war 3
1: yeah he's old right, right. af now
0: yeah yeah so um yeah i
3: felt like uh, the beauty of it was depending on your so michael i mean i can't speak for you obviously but in my mind depending on what games you've played in the series basically changes what character you identify as in it so if you haven't played one two and three and you don't know about what kratos has done before then you're kind of closer to atreus like asking these questions about your mysterious oh, point. terrifying father yeah. and if you have then you are identifying as Kratos, deciding whether or not you should tell your son about your terrifying past. Like, I thought it was just beautiful because anybody could come into it and immediately uh, enjoy it mechanically and also have an emotional resonance with one or two of the characters, either one of the characters.
2: Yeah, and and for someone who was new to the series, knew it took place originally in more Greek mythology, moving more into Norse mythology, it felt really natural to me. Again, like, right, I don't have right, the in-depth right. experience, but there wasn't anything in it where I was like, this is shoehorned, <laughs> this is a reboot. Like, it just felt like a yes. normal story.
0: Yeah. So so one thing then I would ask is, did any of it ever – did you ever feel lost? Because obviously Fox and I have, like, the, the background, but did, was there ever a point where you're like, I don't know what's going on or I don't understand why this is important? I
2: mean, overall – Without
0: trying – again, no spoilers yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. but just, like, overall.
2: I thought the story was a really powerful part of the game, but at the end of the day, I also just, like – pushing, you know, I wasn't mashing buttons, I was a little more controlled, but right. the fighting mechanics and the actual game itself was so fun that there were certainly moments where I was like, I'm not quite sure where this is going, but that was okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was okay with kind of like going on that journey. So yeah, maybe it's associated more with Atreus, but it was just kind of, I was along for the ride and I would figured, okay, this is a little unclear, but I'm sure they'll explain it later. So I'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point.
0: Uh, so a little background, extra background on this. So Another big change is that no longer is that uh, the voice of Kratos was changed to a uh, way
1: better one. Yeah. I don't know what the previous one sounded like, but now that I have figured out that the voice actor is <laughs> Teal'c from Stargate SG One, like, yeah, I know. the greatest <laughs> it's character the guy of with the all- eye yeah. on, it. yeah, 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 it's yeah, the, yeah. With the thing on his forehead. Okay, he yeah. was one of the uh, oh, what are they called? The Gould. He was one of the soldiers for the Gould, but then yeah. like the SG One team, they kind of saved him and made him be on their team. It's awesome.
0: So better voice actor. You guys better. like the new one? Uh, so here's so Terrence T C Carson was the original voice. Christopher Judge is the is the new voice of Kratos. Christopher Judge. Um, I had never like I haven't watched any Stargate SG one or whatever Boy, like you're that. You're
1: missing uh, out, buddy. After <laughs> hearing
0: uh, Christopher Judge as Kratos, I definitely I want to watch everything with Christopher Judge. He's amazing. <laughs>
1: He's amazing. Because, not
0: only for one, it's one of those things. You hear the videos of him voicing Kratos. And it's his voice is, like, deep and powerful and booming without seeming to try. It's just like, man, that'd be so cool to be able to, like, make your voice do that. Then I realized, that's just the dude's normal voice. He's yeah.
1: literally built yeah. the yeah.
0: way yeah. that he should because sound. Because he is massive. He's is a massive he? human being. He's a big guy. Oh, my God. But he's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Christopher Judge took over as Kratos. Uh, Sonny Suljic is Atreus. Uh, Jeremy Davies is, another, is a character from the game. And then uh, Freya... <laughs> And then, what? Nice. Uh, then, oh, I see what you're saying. And then uh, Danielle Bisutti plays another one of the major parts, who we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but those—that's right. pretty much the main cast.
1: You gonna bleep yourself out there?
0: Did I say so? Um, I mean, <laughs> that's not a big one.
1: You should bleep it out for fun. For fun <laughs>
0: please. <laughs> I should do that. But no. So that, I mean, her, her character is, isn't as as big of a thing. But uh, Jeremy Davies, I'll let sure. his his be a little bit more shrouded in mystery until we get to the spoiler <laughs> section of this. Right. Um, right. But anyway so the whole the whole uh main story of this is that the game opens up with uh, Kratos, and this we're just get set using to set the stage again, not super heavy spoilers this is you can get by reading the back of the box if it had a description on the back of the box but anyway, so it's like uh, Kratos is now in Scandinavia in the, in the Norse lands, uh, having left ancient Greece, and when the game picks up, he is. Do we have uh, going through the funeral rites for his now recently deceased wife, Fae, and you see that he has a son, Atreus. Uh, and basically, before she died, Fae gave Kratos the mission that she wanted him to scatter her ashes on the highest peak in the realm.
1: A nice little final fuck you as you're quietly going out into <laughs> I, the world.
0: <laughs> no, not I really. I mean, you're it's a it. really hard you're homework. Gonna, you're going to hate it. Buddy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, you got to find this place. And she's not like super specific. You have an idea. Of where you're supposed to go, but like, is it really where you're See? supposed to go?
1: I mean, she didn't like send them to Bermuda. Well, she can't just somewhere...
0: give the, she can't just give the answers right off the bat. You know, there's got to be a little <laughs> bit of mystery to like make <laughs> you want to be invested and in, like, well, sure, I guess I'll carry around my uh, pouch filled with my dead wife's ashes in it for this whole game. <laughs>
1: that sounds pleasant. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, but so at this, the okay, so uh, let's just start off then with so that's the groundwork for the story. That's all that stuff. What were some of the big like, mechanic things that really stood out to everybody? Like, what was it? was something that you were like, this is really cool? Like, a, a, a pro for the game.
2: Yeah, I guess for me, just immediately, the axe as a weapon, I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, like, yeah super the Leviathan axe was awesome.
2: Kind of thing where it was like, you would use it to fight, but also I would just be walking around and just throwing it for no reason, because it was fun to do.
0: Right, <laughs> and the story behind that one is that it was Faye's axe. Yep. So he, yeah. she, like, passed it on to him after she died as well. Um,
1: it, it, it boomerangs back to you, right? Yeah, yeah. you can like throw it out and call you it, would which like, it, which is just throw it, and then you, it. you'd have to no, go get it. that's what
2: made it. it really cool. You throw it, it would come right back. So basically, you could just walk around and do nothing, or you could just throw your axe at everything at all. And the times. boomer
0: and the boomerang when it comes back would do damage. So you can, yeah. so you does can, it can like it do can damage to you. Throw no, 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 oh, no. to be to enemies. But like, so you can throw it, hit a group of people, and then call it back, and then like change your angle of view, and it'll like bring it back in a different arc and hit some other stuff. It was really – that was probably one of the best new mechanics was figuring out how to best use the Leviathan Axe's uh, ranged combat. Yep. Uh, which came in which came in handy a lot, especially some of the later, bigger bosses it, uh, down on in the game. Uh, because, I mean, yeah, I love to get up and close a personal as much as the next guy, but, I mean, come on. If you can throw that bad boy. And it was,
2: it was good practice, too. Like, at certain points of the game, you need to be able to, that ranged attack, you have to be really accurate with it. So it was good practice. Uh, it rem- reminded me a lot of Horizon. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where you had to get really good. And in general, again, because I'm not playing some of these harder games... The, like, ability to just with the joystick get a couple inches to the right, like, oh, that was so, kind of frustrating at times, so, but I found myself getting better as the game went on. Right. So
1: the axe doesn't have, like, a lock-on feature. You can't lock on to enemies and then throw it and it'll go right to It kind to of them. does.
0: It kind of has, like, if you're aiming in the general direction and you pull into the range, it's going to kind of, like, snap to the yeah. closest enemy. Yeah. Yeah. It does have, the game does have an option to do this, like, enemy lock-on where you can click the right stick and it will, like... All your range attacks and all that stuff, or your camera will be locked onto one specific okay. enemy. But honestly, I turned that feature off yeah, I because it off I accidentally kept oh. h- hitting it in like massive, like crazed battles, and then getting <laughs> smacked around by people. And I was like, "No, I. Why am I focused on this draugr? I have somebody over here right. who needs right. to be dealt with." So, what about you, Fox? What kind of like initial like I know we've Man. talked about the different like artistic uh, viewpoints and all that stuff, but like, what was another like big mechanic that like kind of stood out as being like?
3: I mean, one one of the the, the- hmm the standby mechanics and all the God of War games are puzzles at the same time as being like a mash, mash them up, uh, what a fighting action, crazy, crazy, uh, just button mashing. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, there's also extended parts where you're just solving puzzles to move Mm. on in the level. And they continued that on, except they did it in a way that didn't feel like you're just solving a puzzle to move on. Yeah. Um, all the except for some moments where it still made sense most of the puzzles were just like oh this elevator that will take us up the side of the mountain is broken we need to figure out how to fix it right. there's like an actual like story even if you know it's kind of what if they just made it you know not broken that's fine <laughs> yeah. whatever it yeah. still had a reason for existing as well as there were times when there were puzzles that were just like Why would this be here? It's because there was a particular god or a particular dwarf, you know, some kind of character who this is their realm and this is what they did. And so you're you're doing something you're there's a reason for every single puzzle to exist. Yeah, Uh, which was great. Like like I said, like it was just a great melding of things you've already seen in the series, but better and new and fresh and, and just
0: yeah, like I didn't hate when puzzles showed up like I used to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because I remember, man, which one which one of the older God of Wars do you have to deal with Pandora's box? Is that 2?
3: Uh 3. The 3? I know pa- Pandora is a main character in 3.
0: Okay, okay. Um because I remember there was something where there's like a this big basically like whole puzzle level where it's like you're on these shifting cubes and it's yes. like, "Oh my god. That part was so annoying." And then yeah. I remember uh, like especially with the environmental puzzles in The first God of War I remember were kind of more of like just like annoying obstacles to get through where they felt weird. Like, where is this floor here that has the complete thing is full of spikes and you only have like five seconds to kick this crate across the (laughs) floor? Who's overseeing this? <laughs> right. And it's just like, this it is going to keep like everybody filler. out. Yeah, it's going to keep everybody out who built it. So, yeah,
1: For <laughs> starters, the spike floors are really good for job creation. Yeah. Somebody yeah. has to get in there and clean those. <laughs> it's good for the economy. I these know. are smart choices. I mean, I guess. And second of all, that's also the game developer saying, you gamers could really use some strengthening of your gray matter in your brain. We're going to just throw a couple of these in here for you, try to make sure you keep it sharp.
2: Yeah. Yep, also, yep. we're supposed to play a god, and if you're getting in trouble, with spikes on the ground, maybe we don't
0: deserve to be. That's gone. true. Yeah,
1: exactly. Very true. Very true. I, I guess so. Uh,
0: so one of the things that definitely stood out. One quick thing that I think this game is becoming a bigger thing and a more and a more common thing, but I think this game did it really well is the no load screens.
1: Ah, oh, that sounds so nice. It was so beautiful. I mean,
0: it's only it's only obviously when you die there's a load screen and all that stuff. But the one thing about this one that I felt like was different is the no load screen. Legit started from the first like setup screens. Mm -hmm. I know I talked about this when I gave my first impressions of the game, but you're going through your setup, you're choosing your difficulty level, and it basically is just showing Kratos standing there next to a tree, like holding the axe, and he's just kind of like you know he's just standing there. You're going through all the menu selection and all this other stuff, and then you hit the final one. You're like start game. You hit that, the the text like fades away. Kratos pulls back the axe and starts chopping the tree, and it's just and that's how the game starts. And if you never died, you would never see a black screen from. Yeah. Or anything from the time you started to the time it ended.
1: That should be your goal not, for your next playthrough.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
3: Not only not only was it not there were no low screens, there were no like camera cuts. Yeah. Like the camera just continually moved to create new new like angles on even cutscenes. Like it felt like directing a move like they were directing a movie right. rather than uh just showing you a scene and then you get back into fighting and then here's a scene, everything flowed into each other and you saw things happening in the background. And it was, it was, artistically it was amazing it was, it, was what it, it was, was it like definitely how they did it it definitely
2: yeah. felt like a movie experience where you just be happening you were the one controlling the main character and you had to yes. play this game to basically go through the
0: story so. dare we say it was a cinematic experience oh god <laughs> i say yes sure. i'd say yes.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Two or three. I mean, my eyes but i mean that here. being said obviously like there are loading screens it's just in such a clever way when you're yes, walking yeah, yeah, between it. things that like I think we, we can talk about
0: those. The, yeah. the mystic gateways. Yeah. Like that's not a that's not a big thing. It's just basically the game's fast right. travel mechanic.
2: Exactly. So if you want to travel between two different areas, you basically go up to a door and as that door is opening, that's the loading screen. And it was such a natural right. experience, it didn't take
0: long. No, and as you're and as you're loading the, the the and as it's loading the new area you're going to, you travel around on the world tree.
2: Yeah, and so you uh, walk around a little bit. Sure. And it's a pretty generic experience, but it's quick. It takes you get 30 some,
0: 30 seconds. You'll learn some more story updates and stuff like that while you're walking yeah. out and then that,
3: That's big part of it right yeah even even there's never a moment where not where something is not happening yeah even while you're like on a boat going to another location uh atreus is like hey character uh not no spoilers uh tell me this story about this thing and then the person's like oh okay sure and then there's just like it's not visually interesting but there's still something that's happening rather than you just rowing a boat for the next yeah, five Yeah, I think, yeah.
2: you know, if you see, you know, loading screens in general are faster now, but if I get a loading screen that's telling me hints in battle, like, that's not a really immersed experience. And also, yes. after you've gone through a quarter of the game, you've already seen all the tips. You don't need them anymore. Right. They're just... Absolutely. So they're a the,
1: real slap in the face. Yeah, at that point. Point. It's like, yeah. I know
2: I just died. I know I need to use this to fight the dinosaurs. I know I can you lower the difficulty me. level, okay?
0: Yeah, exactly. God. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, which I thought that was a nice, I mean, and that's a carryover from the older God of War games too. You could always lower your difficulty. Actually, the only one you can't once you start the game is God of War Ascension. Okay. You can't, you can't lower it on that one, which is why I got to the final level, which gets astronomically harder than the rest of the game. And I was like, I'm not huh. doing this anymore. I'm, I, I'm done. I literally spent, I think Fox, I literally spent like six hours trying to beat the last level. Wow. It sounds like
3: me on any of the, Series of bosses that you can optionally fight in this new
0: God of oh, War. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get. You to know it. what I'm talking I about. I know what you're talking about. We'll get to those in a second. Any but uh, one of those. But except the only one in this one you can't change the difficulty is if you do give me God of War, which is the hardest difficulty. Which my God, I can't imagine what that's like because I played the I, ga- it I played it. on hard. Um, and it was difficult, and I tried to play like fully immersive at the very beginning, where you could turn off all on-screen indicators, so it's literally Ooh. like Ooh. No- nothing. Yeah. Like there's no Ooh. compass, there's no damage indicator, nothing happening. I had to turn that off real quick. Yeah, no, that sounds <laughs> awful. I was dying.
1: Yeah, that sounds terrible.
0: So <laughs> um, the other like big thing I think that was really good and and set this sets this game apart from its predecessors is also the amount of exploration you can do. There's a ton yeah. of different areas. The original like obviously this game has a very linear path that wants you to follow, and you do sure. seem to revisit. Old areas quite frequently, but the game has a very interesting mechanic in being able to expose new areas for you to, for you to discover. Yeah. Um, you know, this isn't very spoiler because it's seen in the trailers. You meet the world serpent mm-hmm. and the world serpent's in this big lake. Well, as the game progresses, okay. the world Ser- serpent will move, which causes the l- level of the lake to lower and which reveals new areas for you to go explore. So it's a yeah. fun mechanic to like not ma- have to make this like massively huge world map. For, for the creating on the it's a fun design choice but you still have a smaller map with tons of things to do so i felt like the the amount of exploration you could do was a lot i enjoyed the new rpg elements to the game as far as like crafting armor uh upgrading armor i didn't change what did you guys do did you guys change armor that much i think i changed i switched sets three times
2: I mean, I I changed a decent amount, mostly because so I was keeping on the second hardest level, and I needed help. So I spent a decent amount of time improving my armor, just because I was dying too much. Yeah. So that was my main motivation there. But like of the world exploration, it never felt like a chore when I need to go and do the thing to be able to craft better armor or anything like that. It just felt like
0: part of the game. Yeah. 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 What about, what mm-hmm. about you,
3: Fox? Yeah, I I uh, I change my armor kind sometimes, uh, except toward there's one part of the map that you go to, you can go to at a certain point where if you don't change your armor to a certain set, it's not—it's basically impossible to finish. Yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely true. And then also for certain bosses, for the actual story though, I basically found whatever gave me the most strength mm-hmm. and uh, then just improved that as much as I can. Yeah, so it never felt like I needed to, but then at certain points, it felt like I actually did need to because they, they wanted you to do it, but not to have to do it. Right, right. I that right. was a good, yeah. a good
0: Um and then obviously there were like skills you could unlock which is a similar thing like this one you gained xp the other one you would gain these like red orbs in the older Mm -hmm. games that you would use to upgrade your your different weapons or abilities and all this stuff and this one just had your typical gain experience you spend that experience to unlock skills which fairly standard rpg fair but fun a little bit more in depth than what is seen in previous games um so that's a lot about what we liked you know we're getting close to when we're going to need to jump into spoiler territory to really go much more here what was something you didn't like? If you even had something at all you didn't like about the game. Like so, something that didn't rub you quite the right way or something like that.
3: I, I had one thing uh, that I could think of right now. Because uh, I played the game. I played a lot of the game. The one thing that I could tell you that I didn't, I wish they had done differently. Not necessarily that I thought was bad. Was the fast travel system. Mm. Um, especially when you go to some of the optional dungeons or just like the side areas. Yeah. Where... And if you're doing the collectible things, like if you're trying to find lore stones or trying to find... You know, if one of those things is at the end of a dungeon, then you have to run all the way down through that area. uh, And and to be able to fast travel, you have to go to certain waystones, which is very common. But it felt like there was a lot of running that was just unnecessary. I wish that... I think they could have given you, you know, what if after you had finished the story... Oh, now you can fast travel from wherever right, to right. these certain points. Like that was the one complaint I think I had—major complaint, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think I think for me the only one that I really had was sometimes the. Uh, I mean, like I said, the the lock on thing kind of got annoying, but again, oh, you can yeah. turn that off. So I was like, oh, problem solved. Yep. not a big deal anymore. Um, so I wouldn't really count that. The navigating sometimes got difficult, mm-hmm. like especially as you're exploring yes. the lake of the nine. That's true. That's the, true. The compass. You could track like you could track these favors or like side quest things that you would want to do, but it wouldn't be like a very definitive go this way. It was just like you had to, especially for some of the um the uh, some specific favors, you, you had to find these like very very specific parts of the Lake of the Nine right. and go to right. it. I fast traveled all over the place trying to get to one and just couldn't find it. Then to find out it's like you just it's just this crevice in the, in the lake that you just yes. happen to sail into and that's the right way to go and I was like well you have given me like a slight direction what? like you have the compass but <laughs> well. even with that it's still not like it's it's not precise enough I don't know I, I had issue with it
1: for for Jarrett specifically, maybe not you, presumably normal people, but we know that Jarrett from his experience with Dark Souls is not the best at well, direction. Yes, <laughs> so I mean, I'm also going to be salty about it if it's not a perfectly laid out path for me to follow. But no, I mean, he really needs like active visual guide points.
0: That was just the one thing that me for that really stuck out. Um, there are a couple of things that we'll talk about when it gets more spoilery because there's uh, some story based things. That another thing that kind of oh. was like. I wish that could have been better. And you and I, Michael, had actually talked about that uh, that a little bit before. Oh, okay. Um, but so we'll touch on that in the spoilers section. But Michael, what about you?
2: Yeah. Uh, without going into spoilers, the only thing that I can think of, I guess, was so there's one particular mini boss, I guess you could call it, that's pretty repetitive. Um, the ogre, troll, whatever it mm-hmm. may be.
1: We talked about uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's not a spoiler. We had a little thing here. An
0: enemy is like I'm not unless it's like a boss. I'm not going to call those like spoilers. Yeah, yeah,
2: and it was really cool the first time. It was pretty fun the second time, the third, the fourth, the fifth. The, by the end of it, I was just like you
0: I, wind up finding like ten trolls. I think ten or ten to twelve and trolls. It was, I think they changed like.
2: They changed their mechanic a little bit, but at the end of the day, I felt like I just had to do the same thing over again. Yeah. Um, and particularly at the end when you're doing it, it's kind of like, I don't want to fight this guy again.
0: Like, I don't But they're, by by that point too, they're also easy. Yeah. Like, you can take them down pretty quick.
2: Yeah. Yeah, There were definitely moments where it was like, I remember the first couple were way harder than the next two, which is kind of cool, but also the same time too, it's like very clear that like they didn't change the mechanic enough because now it's super easy. They
1: didn't scale. Yeah.
0: The first, the very first troll, But that's also when I was trying to play without indicators. Oh my God.
1: Killed me so
0: (laughs) many damn times. Yeah. And because too, you had to like learn the range of their attack a lot. Like when they would do the thing where they'd take their stone and like thrust it out straight at you, you would, you really should. like, always roll to the side to get out of the way. But, yeah, like, yeah. I was rolling backwards, and it would still get me. And it was just, like, yes. that Take a lot of learning. Uh, yeah. which, which I didn't really have a problem with. It's just learning the mechanics.
2: They, uh, You know, they had different names. They looked a little bit different in terms of, I think, they were, like, different colors D- Different elements. Yeah. Like,
0: one, some were poison, some were fire, some were ice. But all generally the same. Yeah. There's one
2: specifically where one is, like, the bridge troll. And I was really excited to fight, and it's yeah. the same
0: troll that oh,
1: I've been fighting they over. They tricked another. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that
0: one had a nice little twist, yeah. but different than the other. But, I was yeah, still expecting
2: still, it to be something different.
1: Yeah. I think it would have been really right. funny if they would have given all of the trolls just extremely generic like Swedish names. Yeah. Like that they, ones They Sven. give them names, <laughs> but like
0: I I wish there would have been maybe a little bit more because they go to the trouble of naming them. I wish there would have been a little bit of lore behind them. Yeah, it like, like this he, one is like a gatekeeper of this realm for like 300 years or something. Like you know what I mean or something like that. They had different
2: names, but other than like the paragraph in your little journal, there's yeah. no reason for them to have a story. And I guess that was the only other thing that I, I found that was kind of odd, the mechanic of basically going into your journal to read about someone. Like, I did that for a little bit. I
0: quit. I usually don't read that but stuff But after
2: much. the first, you know, yep. 10, 20, of them, I just stopped reading it. It yeah. just seemed like a weird mechanic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. A little bit. Um, So I would say, I'm trying to think if there's anything else before we jump into the spoiler stuff here.
3: I have one small little thing. Okay. Uh, there was a uh, Game Informer did a, uh, they do their... Fat, rapid question rapid fire question interviews and they're great and they asked Corey uh Bal Balrog Bal- Barlog not Balrog what's Bar-log? all in
1: the Balrog? Uh, they asked him
3: what's the annoying thing that Atreus is going to yell all the time and he's like oh nothing and it turns out it's pretty much everything in Every time you combat.
0: die Atreus like father <laughs> Don't leave yeah. me alone here! Which I was like, oh, that <laughs> one's heartbreaking. Don't leave me alone here yeah. when you die. That's the first time. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: I know it hurt, man. Stop it. Shut yeah. up.
0: Yeah, the, a little bit more variety in Atreus' lines during combat would have been, would have been nice. I will, I'll We're agree not- to that. So I would agree to that as well. We,
2: we talked about what we liked, what we did not like. Was there anything really weird for you guys? And I'm asking because I have an answer to this question.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh. I mean, it's weird the juxtaposition of seeing a Greek god in the Norse lands, but I mean, I love that because then, you know, the one thing about that I felt like the God of War games, other than just being this over-the-top, gory, violent, you know, the original ones were, you still learned about, like, the Greek gods and the, and the Greek pantheon, you know, kind of, to an extent, yeah. and so it was fun to have that with this one. You know, and to like kind of, you still learn more about the gods, you learn more, which is very interesting when you're hearing them talk about like Odin and Thor as bad guys, which now in our current, you know, current pop culture, Odin and Thor are awesome. But like here we're talking about them and they're like scum of the earth and just terrible, terrible deities. And you're just like, this is different. Um, but that would, that would really be the only thing for me, I guess. But not a bad weird.
2: Yeah. The only thing that was a little off for me was going back to your reference to pop culture, uh, the humor. It wasn't bad per se, it just seemed a little forced. You know, this is a very, like, dire world, crazy things are going on, and randomly characters would, like, crack jokes, and it just seemed a give little. Give me odd. an
1: example of the jokes. What are you talk about? about right the, now. The
0: dwarves, the Holger the yes. Brothers. So Brock basically, there are two
2: dwarves that give you all of your, you know, help you with armor and crafting and things yeah, like the that. are the shops.
1: Typical Dwarven jobs. Yeah,
2: but they really don't fit anything else in, like, the tone of the story. They're very out of place.
0: They're funny, though. I liked them. I I liked them. I feel like they
3: brought some humanity, along with Atreus. Yeah. It's a... It's a pretty empty game as far
0: as like people (laughs) go. That's true. Which is similar. Which again is a a normal God of War thing. You know, in the original God of War games, you know, there are obviously the Greek citizens, the non, you know, the mortals and all that stuff. But they're pretty much just fodder for everybody else to get killed. But you can already tell in this world, some event, and they briefly talk about it. Some event already took place that uh, has caused men to flee, and all that's left are the yes. the undead draugers and all the ogres, trolls, all these other things.
1: I think but, the event was the draugers and the trolls. That sounds like no, a No, they talked good about deterrent. like some, some <laughs> other
0: thing, but they didn't really go into it, so maybe they'll get into it in the sequels. Yeah, and, but and yeah, there's stuff. like
3: some... There's definitely more room to, to to learn about what's going on in this right, world. Right, So
2: I, I can agree with you. It definitely inserted a little bit of humanity. But you know, one of the dwarves was like disgusted by all Everything. things in the world. Yeah. Which in Sendry. the world that he lived in. I mean, I it thought seemed, that was funny.
0: <laughs> I did. Too. I thought it was funny too. It just they'd seemed a little like like, a, like, a, the, at, like they'd hand him uh some like a, a body part or something that, like they'd cut off of uh, off of an enemy to like give him to use it to craft, and he'd be like. Uh, ah, yeah, he'll like, like, be rich like, rich. Like, <laughs> 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 like trying to like hold it back, but then he'd like craft something cool, yeah. and then his brother yeah. Brock is just is just like this hardened asshole. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> <And>
2: that, <laughs> honestly, the only other thing I thought between the two dwarves, they were brothers, correct? Yeah, they really didn't yes. look that much alike. So I'm no, not sure that they were. really dwarf brothers. Dwarf yeah. Brock's all
0: blue, and Sindri yeah. just they don't really look that similar. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so did you answer this one, Fox? I can't remember if you answered this question about something weird. I,
3: I mean, it felt great to me. I guess, it, it, I didn't really feel like it was weird seeing, um, Kratos in a new land. It kind of just revealed more about the universe, like, yeah. in these series of games. Oh, oh, okay. I see how it works now. This is just a world where there are gods of various lands. Yeah. He moved to a different one. Like, I kind of like it. Uh, it, 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 yeah, I mean... Nothing really super weird stood out to me. Nice, just something new to learn. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we've covered some of the the more basic things of the game and all this other stuff. Um, so let's move on. Then we are going to move into our spoiler heavy territory. This right. is where we're going to talk about story beats, all the fun stuff. We're going to be giving away basically anything we want to. So if you don't want right, the rest of the right. game spoiled, which at, so at this point before we leave you, uh, let's rate the game for the not for the spo- non spoiler part. Uh where where does this rank? We know, you know, however you want you want to rank this like 8 out of 10, 10 out of 10, you know, whatever you want to do.
1: Thumbs up. Fox thumb this where does this, where does this fall for you? Uh per- purchase
3: this game yes. and play it.
0: <laughs>
1: nice.
3: Uh buy it from a major retailer. I, I'm a big fan of voting with your money when mm-hmm. it comes to video games. Uh, you should spend money on this game, absolutely, uh, because it is doing what video games, in my opinion, should be doing, and we should reward them for that. So yep. buy it and play it
0: immediately. <laughs> Michael, what do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, very similar for me. Uh, I spent a lot of time playing this game. You know, I would come home from work and I'd play it till much later than I intended to, and I'd go to work <laughs> and I'd be thinking about, hey, I'm really excited to go play this game after like. It was probably two, two and a half weeks where it was mostly what I cared about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: That's
1: the mark of a good game. It
2: absolutely. So, but yeah, same thing. I finished it, and I really wanted to play the next one. Yeah. Um, and so you talked about what God of War 3 was 2010. Ten. Yeah. I really hope the next game's not 2026. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> That'd be but terrible. No, I finished I it, and it. I immediately wanted to play the next one.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm in the exact same boat. Um, As term, like, we normally try to do, like, a percentage of love. Um, I would definitely put this one, like, 99, 100. Like, it was.
1: Really? That high?
0: There was really, like, legitimately, I can think of nothing other than the small, like, annoyances that we talked about. Nothing that was, like, game breakingly bad where I'm, like, this does not deserve to be a perfect game. You know, it's. It's fantastic.
1: Bold words, sir. So, with that. Bold words.
0: We'll now jump into the spoiler territory for all of you who want those nice, yeah, juicy details of this. Okay, so you've been warned. Stop now. Don't complain to us if you hear something you don't want to hear after this point. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the stranger. Okay. Let's talk about uh, so the you know you Jeremy ge- Davies. Jeremy Davies. That's his character, the stranger. <laughs> you meet the stranger no. very early on in the game because as you're about to basically start your quest to the go to the mountaintop, he knocks on your door. And he's asking f- about Faye, right? Or, yeah. He's exactly. asking about Faye, mm-hmm. and then he's like... Essentially. Yeah. But he's also like very curious about who you are, because he doesn't know. He's
3: curious about who you are and who's there with you. Right. Uh, seems to know things about you that you, you've tried to keep hidden.
0: Yeah. And so you basically uh, devolves into a fight, as most interactions that Kratos has does. As Kratos does. does. Yeah, as Kratos does. And holy shit, that fight... <laughs> was one of the greatest boss fights ever.
2: Yeah, I forget the number of times you thought you won, but you didn't. But what was it, seven? <laughs> well, because the thing about
0: Balder he's- is he's been cursed with, uh he can't feel, mm-hmm. and he can't be, basically he can't be killed. He's just impervious to any physical uh, physical yeah. pain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can wail on him, you can beat him, you can cut him, you can stab him, you can do whatever you want, and it's not going to, yeah. it Drop may slow him, but it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to take him out. But, right that battle was so artful and how you just had to learn how to counter his punches counter his attacks you know do, deal your own damage and i remember it just several people co- uh, like online would like commented about it and they were just like it felt like a superhero fight and it really like i can't think of a better I, way yeah. to really describe it
3: i think i think the, the a real beauty beautiful part about it was so before this you had gone um uh you had gone out and went hunting right right was that something that fought, had happened already? You yeah. fought
0: the troll already. Um, the yeah.
3: first troll. Yeah. And you fought the troll and you beat the troll. And, you know, this was not the first thing that happened. And you, from the start, know it's a little different than Old God of Wars. Kratos yep. has a beard, first off. Yep. And also he's a, he's got a son and he's not constant rage monster anymore. Right. And then the stranger shows up and you fight him. And I feel like they were trying to get you to be like, oh, yeah, this is what Kratos is like oh yeah, I'm just going to rage out and murder this guy. No problem. Ha, I killed him. Oh, wait. I didn't kill him. Like, the He's things back. that Kratos has relied on in the past to just deal with his problems, mainly his rage and strength, are not, like, they're doing nothing. Yeah, they're not going to So they're trying him well. again to tell you, Hey, this is different. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna try to do those things both as mechanically and as a character, and they're not gonna they're not gonna get get you where you wanna go. So you gotta figure something else out. Yeah. I thought it was it was beautiful. I also really liked like in terms of
2: he was an interesting looking character, he had some markings, but slight frame looked like yeah a he mon- wasn't like huge dude he looked like a normal guy and again my experience yeah. from god yeah. of war was watching youtube videos and it's seeing other little clips and you generally you're fighting giant monsters and gods and titans and things like that this was a normal dude way smaller than you and it was just like a very interesting yes. way to bring into the fact of like these are two gods fighting each other but gods aren't all these monstrous beings that live in mountains it's just a normal person walking around who happens to be a god. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. what did you guys think? I th- Michael, you and I talked about this a little bit last night. Uh, but like what did you think about the fight? Because obviously Balder, fighting Balder and de- and finally defeating Balder is like the end fight of this game. Um, what did you guys, how did you feel yeah. about the difficulty of it? Because here's the thing. I did not die near as much fighting Balder as I did any of the other opponents I had to fight in this game. Which yes. normally I feel like would be a bad thing. But honestly, I feel like because of how the mechanics worked and how the, like, the countering and, you know, the blocking and countering a system felt, it made you feel toe-to-toe and, like, a, on an equal playing field and not uh, not overpowered, Because if that makes sense at all. It, it felt even. It was like I didn't feel, like, the crushing blow of, oh, my God, I got killed for the 50th time. I just am yeah. ready for this fight to be over. It held right. the, it maintained the, uh, the suspense in, in the, uh, uh, I'm losing the word, um, the intensity of the fight. It never, it never, you know, dropped. You never felt like all this stuff. Because, I mean, the final, I think the first fight with Balder, I maybe died once. The second fight with Balder, I think I died like twice. And then the third, the final fight with Balder, I died, I think only once again. But it was, but I didn't mind it because I was just like, it's it's such oh, sure. an engaging battle, and especially in the final one with you know the uh, Freya being thrown in the fray.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it,
0: it adds an extra element to it. But it still it just it felt like gods fighting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought about this a little bit. The main actual story bosses I felt were way easier than a lot of the side quest bosses, or even yeah. just some of the things that you encountered when walking around the lake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, when you'd like run into the like the Wervens. Yeah, like the realm terrors and stuff like that. The realm oh, yeah. terror bosses yeah. or the travelers. The travelers. Oh my and the, God. the travelers
2: and so the realm cool. terrors were way harder than any of the main bosses. Which, oh yeah. and the Valkyries, of course, too. Jesus. So, uh, the, okay. so the Valkyries is who we Those were Val- referring to Those earlier. Are the
3: bane of my existence.
2: Yeah.
0: The Valkyries. There are nine of them. So, they are so hard. I still have to go back and find all of them. I I beat four.
2: I'm not five? As ashamed to admit. So I um, played it on the second hardest difficulty level. Um By the first Valkyrie, I had to move down to the normal um, difficulty. There's no
1: shame in normal.
2: (laughs) And once I encountered the rest, I I just went to story because I just did not want to mess with it. No shame in that. They
0: are hard, even on
2: story. (laughs) I died a couple times. Oh yeah, joke. Yeah.
0: Well, because they're all those. The Valkyries are, you know, they have similar attacks and similar things, but the Valkyries are the most diverse. Enemies you'll fight,
2: and also every
0: single one has different attacks. Every single one has different things they'll like pull out of their back pocket to attack you with. And, and you're just like, what? What do I do against that?
2: At max, I think three hits and you're dead. Most of the time, two. Sometimes
0: one. Yeah. So
3: you mess up once, you're dead.
0: Yeah. It was the Valkyries yeah. were ridiculously hard. Uh, that, but yeah,
3: I beat I beat all of them. Um, I've I tracked them down, took down all of them. Uh, the le- most of them took me probably forty to fifty deaths. Yeah, like, they were uh just. Like, I was hate playing the game. Like, oh, I'm going to beat this just because I need to right now. Not because, like, the I hardest... didn't even feel, like, satisfaction after killing it. I was like, finally, it's over. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, seriously, that it's, was
0: it's crazy. great,
3: I thought, because it, it's what forced me to look at other parts of the mechanics. Like, armor-wise, changing up my strategy, yep. getting, like, you know, changing up Atreus's abilities. Like, how can I make this fight easier? That was when I really was forced to play the game with a little bit more uh, strategy rather than just brute strength.
0: Right, right. Uh, you actually so you had to learn with the combos and stuff like that. The main, series, the like main that. story bosses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Valkyries and all that stuff was, was ridiculously hard. Um, the one I hated the most, of the ones I've played so far, is the one who would spawn Draugrs. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Because you ha- you, your, your instinct is to, okay, I'm going to kill the Draugrs to then make it where I'm only going to have to fight this Valkyrie. But if you kill oh, no. her Draugrs... She just spawns more droggers, yep. yeah. So you have right. to,
1: you got to think ahead. You got to only aim at leave her and just like run around. The That's draugers. the one where
0: I turned off the lock, the auto lock, <laughs> oh, because God. it kept uh, like yeah. locking on a draugr as I'm trying to sh- smack her out of the air with a throw from the axe, mm-hmm. because she's about to do her like, you know, ultimate, ultimate attack, yeah. And I can't hit her, and then I die, and then I have to.
2: <laughs> For me, the, the yeah. we were talking about what's the maze realm? Is that Niflheim? Niflheim. Niflheim. Yeah. For me yeah. that was the worst Valkyrie because I actually beat her twice but not did not make it out of the maze in time Ooh. and then I just <laughs> gave up. I was like I don't
1: want to do this That yeah. um,
0: I did really like the trials of Muselheim and Nilfheim. I thought yep. that was a fun addition to the game. Although I yeah, beat those were amazing. Yeah, I beat I beat the the first round of challenges on Muselheim which that is the only part of the game where I lowered the difficulty because really? I got to the one trial where it's like kill 100 enemies. Yeah. I kept getting to like 70 left and dying and i was like and i probably played that 20 30 times Mm -hmm. and i was just like i can't i can't keep just doing this one part it's not even the main part of the game uh but you get up to the top you kill the valkyrie up there then it's like cool a whole nother round of challenges set to go at the at the bottom and if you're going (sighs) for the trophy you can't get the trophy until you go back up the the challenges on the mountain again and i was just like oh my god this sucks so um but yeah those those were incredibly difficult uh dragon battles i thought were really awesome like the one you the one you take out in the main story uh i still need to track down the third yeah we were
2: talking about this i never found the third but i like the first two yeah
0: the first one those were really cool um let's see what other okay so let's talk about the other big thing that i that i was like my con like the the one thing i didn't like um which was Atreus' character development there's a very turn
1: out evil
0: no, well,
1: oh, kind that of. would have been. Oh, really? Kind <laughs> kind of. Okay. Because at he the very beginning, became. he doesn't
0: know who he is. He doesn't yeah. know that, like he he doesn't know that Kratos is a god. So therefore, he Wait, doesn't so know that does he's he half a god. Does he never
1: find out? No, he, he does. does. Oh, okay. Does. I was about to say, wow, they end it that way. No, no, no. He, still no, he does, know. and we'll get
0: to that that big <laughs> th- okay. that twist in a, in a second. Um, but what I didn't like is that he's like a kid. You know, he's trying to like. You know, he's like find some kind of support. 11, right? Yeah. F- find support from Kratos. And Kratos is being standoffish because he's like, I don't want to get close to you because I've already lost uh, my first wife back in Greece and, for- and daughter sure. back in Greece. And now I've lost Faye. And, you know, now you're just with me and I, I don't know what to do with you kind of thing. Um,
1: Kratos needs to really work on his then, uh, emotional fortitude. Well, he does, which is a big part <laughs> I of this big. game. In a big, big part of what this game, this game is game. about.
0: Yeah, a lot of what this game is about is they're building in trust and relationship with each other. But it gets to the point where Atreus does finally figure out that he is a god, and it's just a, yes. li- a light switch flip that he goes from being like a like a mildly annoying like ten to twelve year old kid yeah. to yeah. being straight up just a
2: yeah, he becomes and a he, huge brat like
0: you know overnight. just instantly he's immediately just like oh i'm a god i don't have to listen to these like petty people's problems like Sindri starts to tell him and something he like shuts Sindri down and, like basically is like i'm sick and yeah. tired of hearing about your stupid little people problems which also he calls him a little person and he's a dwarf like oh god <laughs> you know that's insensitive they don't
3: they prefer dwarves
0: exactly and so like he's already insulting uh he starts like uh shit talking on his mother because mm-hmm. he's like oh she wasn't a god and kratos is like you better stop that shit right now or yeah, I, will I will put a whooping on you. you boy uh Which we haven't even talked about—the great plus of how many times Kratos just calls Atreus "boy."
2: Yeah, (laughs)
0: but "boy."
2: Yeah, it went. It went from yeah. annoying to funny to comical to sad. I went through the whole range of emotions during it because uh, he says yeah. it 3,000 times. Oh, yeah. It's
0: great. <laughs> uh, which we were actually just watching in a video before this. Uh, Watch Mojo. They were putting one out. that Apparently that's because Atreus wasn't actually named until very late in the development stage. So they just called oh. him Boy in the writing because that's, <laughs> that's easy. You can just call him Boy and All then right. just throw in his name later. That makes yeah. sense. Um, but anyway, so that just felt very jarring to me. Because how how quick. And then it was quickly resolved and he was like leveled out later on in the story near the end of the game. But like he has these – I don't know. It, it just was so quick for me. Yeah, like the, it, the switch from just being like, I'm just a normal boy yeah. to I'm a god.
2: On one hand, I get it because he's 10, 11. Right. doesn't like know like how to handle it. And so I guess I get that, but me as like part of the story, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm very annoyed by this kid right now. Yeah.
1: But I mean, if you're uh, like from the kid's perspective, Kratos is a really shitty dad. Oh yeah, he's absolutely. not like. Yeah. Of course, he would turn out like that because yeah, yeah. he has a shitty yeah. father.
2: I think it totally makes sense. I was just like, okay, I, I, screw, like, screw, it, screw it, this kid. It 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 may, it feels, if they feel made, like made the kid been... like
1: a really good person, like yeah, really yeah. on it, I feel like that wouldn't match the type of parenting very that true. he's gone. Through. Very yeah. true.
0: Very true. But also, we don't know what his mother was like.
1: We, so, can we can assume bad.
0: <laughs> no, I, I would think she's um, good. No, F- Faye was yeah, good. Th- basically, We don't. We never
3: meet her, and it's basically like she kind of doesn't want Atreus to be around uh, Kratos. Yeah, yeah Kratos for Kratos is reason. kind of meeting him, really, as they go through this game. Uh, and I just got this idea that she was a, a kind and loving mom, um, yeah. And that she was, like, that she, she was very different from
0: Kratos. So let's, so let's then talk, let's jump into that then, because, you know, you you realize you're on this journey, but also, you know, Kratos and Atreus, they're like, why? Why are we doing this? They, they just, they're just doing it because it was her, her final wish. But so through the course of the events, you know, you unlock all these different realms that you can go to, Muselheim, Nilfheim, Helheim, Joden, uh, well, Jodenheim is the one you're trying to get to, uh, which, because right. you, you learn from one of the greatest side characters in this game, Mimir. Let's- oh yeah, Mimir is this guy. who You get to the summit of the mountain where you think is the top. This like this is where you got to be, and this is where you're going to be done. But you find Mimir; he's been uh, basically made part of a tree by Odin, mm-hmm. and Imprinted he's just stuck there it, yeah. and tortured by Odin, Thor, Thor's sons, Balder, everybody, all the time. He <laughs> poor, used to be like a. Guy. He used to be just like a basically a, an aide or a you know to to Odin, basically the uh, you know smartest yeah, man alive. He claims
3: he a counselor, sage.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so you get up there, and he's basically like, oh, no, this isn't the highest peak in the realm. you got to go to Jotunheim, the land of the giants, uh, because that's where the highest peak of the realm is. What and a you're like,
1: helpful tree man. Like, what the hell? But
2: also, he's like, and you can't get there. So yeah. It's like, okay.
0: so yeah. You'll need my help to like try to figure it out. Well, but he's stuck in a tree. So you have to cut his head off and kill him. And then you take him back to Freya, who is this witch in the jungle that you meet, who he says, like, uh, like I wish she'd be able to reanimate me, hopefully. You know, and so you go on sure, this yeah. you take him back to Freya, she is able to reanimate him, and then through that discussion you figure out that Freya is a god mm-hmm. and was once married to Odin. And then later on right. in the game you figure out that she is the mother of Baldur. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole like tangled thing, but she's actually pretty good. You like her a lot. Like I like Freya. Um
3: Yeah, yeah. I I understood her motivation. She was
0: a very pretty well-rounded character. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um but anyway, so you go you wind up through the course of the game figuring out how to get to Jodenheim. And you get to Jodenheim at the very end of the game, you, crawl, you climb up the steel, you realize, uh, through these tapestries that somehow Faye knew, like, what was going to happen. She knew, like, the, like, future outcomes. She knew all this different stuff. And you find that from these writings in Jodenheim and these murals on the wall. And so, and through this, you then learn that Faye was a giant.
2: Which is how she had the insight to know what was going to happen.
0: Exactly. So because the giants have been oppressed and basically wiped out by Odin. And they like escaped to Jotunheim and shut off all gateways to it to escape Odin. And so that, you know, as part of it, this is like, well, you're potentially opening this land back up to Odin's wrath, es- es- essentially. Um, but so then, you know, Atreus is sitting there and he's just and he's just like, so wait, that means I'm a god and a giant, and it's like, yeah, pretty much. Oh, wait a minute, what you know? And so then, like, when he familiar. says that, wheels in my head started turning. I was like, oh, yep. like, is this going to be? And then they make—I can't remember the exact line—what brings it up? And he's just like, "What's it?" You know, he like asked Chris. like, "What's this here?" And Chris is like, "Oh, that's the name your mother wanted to call you, but I liked Atreus better because you know it's Greek." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "He's like, oh, what is it, Loki?" So Atreus oh. is Loki, and I was like. What? <laughs>
2: but the, yeah, that exactly. Was th- that was one of those where I didn't really think about it, but once it's introduced, it totally makes sense.
0: Totally makes sense.
2: Very mischievous.
0: Yeah, it and, totally backs up all of Atreus' character.
2: T- yeah, in terms of his like powers and things like that, totally makes sense.
0: He can like is I mean, a master he, I, of languages. That dark
3: streak in him. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely got it. Also, I was like, holy shit! The, like this opens like a whole new level to this that I'm sure will get explored more in the in the later games. But yes, that was like absolutely. the big end all be all twist of this game. So, any other like so? What were your big moments? Like what for you for you, for all of you? I'm excited to hear yours, Michael, because having not played other God yeah. of War games, and well, folks, I'm interested if, if what, to hear what yours is a, is as well.
2: So, my understanding of God of War is he was a essentially a Greek god, and you know I know he's the son of Zeus, um, made into a uh, Spartan, made into a god through killing of Ares and all this kind yep. of stuff, and I right. know he had two blades tied to his arms and did crazy stuff. And so I get this game, and he's a giant dude with an axe, and I'm thinking, okay, that's cool, it's different. but Lumberjack
0: Kratos. Yeah,
2: but that's yeah. just not what I experienced. So, yes, when you go and actually get the Blades of Chaos, get to use oh, them. Beautiful. I don't think it was Shit. as important of a moment for me, as someone who hadn't played the earlier games, but I was like, this is very cool. And it also, like, I love that like you get to pick between those two weapons the rest of the game. It totally changed yeah. how you played.
0: So that was the top moment of the game for me was getting the Blades of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Because you go, you're talking to, to Freya, because another an earlier, earlier part with Atreus is he gets sick, and they talk about him having this illness. And it's, it's later learned that it's basically the god in him fighting with the mortal in him because he doesn't understand what he is. Yeah. And so that causes him to get sick. And so eventually, at this one point in the game, he basically like is about to die like in full-on coma because it just like takes over uh, and everything. And so you have to go to Helheim to get... Uh, the gatekeeper trolls heart, yep. bri- bridgekeeper bridge keeper troll's heart, and bring it back. And when you do, um but before you go to Hellheim, Frey Freya's like, well, but it's like basically a land of ice, your axe is gonna do, which is an an ice-based weapon. She's like, that it's not gonna do any good for you. It's down not there. gonna do anything. She was like, Do you have anything else that you could use? And he looks down in oh. the cinematic, he looks down at his arms and I was sitting there on the couch going like Oh yep, my yep, god yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, just like, <laughs> is this what's going to happen? And he's like, I have to go home. And he goes, like, back to his home like, pulls up the floorboards and pulls right. out the Blades of Chaos. And I freaked out.
2: It was really cool. It was because, yeah, like,
0: I had no idea you were going to get to play with them. They had not hinted at it. You had not – nothing about it. And so he right. pulls those bad boys out and then goes to town on a bunch of Joggers and Reavers. And it was awesome.
3: Yeah. Which I well, thought What, then, what I too. loved about the moment was not only was it mechanically really fun and also really cool that – halfway, I don't know about halfway, but a ways into the game, here's a whole new set of mechanics for yeah. you to learn. Which also so that, felt very
0: similar to the older games, too, and how they played still.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Not only was it, like, cool that they gave you that, but it just, like everything, most things in the game and like a good story does, nothing is just there for fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's also, going back to get this, just feels like Kratos is trying to leave behind his past. He wants to just live in solitude and just live, but now he is forced to go back and get these weapons that he used to murder his own family on accident, right. but he still did it. And now he has to use them again, and he is, like, struggling. Like,
0: but this he, time to save his family.
3: He, now he needs them to save his family, and it's just this, like, inner turmoil that you can see and it's just, it's so good on a mechanical and story-based level. It's, like, it never felt
0: shoehorned in there. No. I never
3: felt like, oh, they just want us to do this because whatever. Like, no, this makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I i, I literally think that, that was probably the top moment of the game for me. Obviously the stuff with Atreus at the end was awesome too sure. um, and all that, but I think for a story beat, like, that was by far the best moment of the game yeah. for me. I yeah. Um... um
3: i I also love the uh the final fight with balder yeah. um the third one where Freya like Freya was a very like at the same time as liking her I didn't like her, which is a good villainous type thing like when you kind like you understand she's willing to die for her son and but you're also saying well, her son's a murderous maniac like and just I'm excited to see, like, maybe what she does more than I am with, like, Atreus a little bit in the next game. Just to, like, does she go running to Odin? Like, I, you know, I found... You're uh, gonna need me. I I found Loki, like, that kind of thing. Like i'm just really i really love that moment but also just visually when she reanimates the the giant that's been laying on the ground the 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 what's his name the the blacksmith or whatever with yeah yeah. he's been laying there the whole game and he re she reanimates him and he starts like throwing crap at you in the middle of a fight and slant like it's it's just such a cool like visual thing which was
0: also a nice throwback to like Fighting titans in the older God of yeah. War games too, so yeah. I felt like it f- it fit really well. So a little background on that for you, Mogan. You know, Balder is Freya's son, but you get to the final fight, and you're like trying to kill him, and she's trying to protect him. But then she it gets to this point basically because she's the one who cursed him with the inability to feel.
1: Well, and so, why does Balder want to kill you in the first place?
0: Because you are a, ch- a challenge, basically. Like he he understands that he knows that Faye is a giant, or was a giant, so he knows that Loki has. Uh, or Atreus has a uh, giant in him and that needs to and the giant's like the number one threat to the to Odin and his kin, basically. And so uh because of that he needs to stop you from finding out all these different things. And then also because of that you're getting in his way and he's just like, oh I gotta kill you now because you're in my way. <laughs> um and so but so anyway, so she's basically telling Kratos not to kill Balder because she thinks she can save Balder. But then basically, Balder, even though she removes the sp- the curse from him and all this stuff, and like is trying to like make amends, he still like tries to choke her out and kill her. Yeah. And Kratos is like, "Nope, I'm done," and walks in and just snaps uh, Balder's neck. And yes. then Freya is just like, "I'm gonna murder you."
2: Yeah. Now. I like that was I'm going really to wish moment. like
0: a thousand, like a million w- worse outcomes that but i can put on you from
2: kratos perspective he basically saved her and that's what's probably going to turn her into a super villain like i just yeah. think that's great yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no it was it was another just great story story moment yeah um and then you know obviously too another great moment was atreus finding out that he is a god and then especially when they have to go back to helheim and like he sees the vision of of kratos killing zeus because there's all these things yeah he uh like atreus earlier in the game has killed uh he, modi one of thor's sons and, you know, Kratos is like, what'd you do that? You know, like, you don't understand. Like, you can't just kill a god and think that everything's going to be all hunky-dory after, yeah. like, you right, just right. opened a can of worms, buddy. Yep. And so, and Trace is like, mm, how do you know? Like, blah, 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 because he doesn't know at this point.
1: Again, that's shitty parenting. I know. He Kratos should have said all of, all of this a long time, time ago. No, absolutely. That's a him problem. It very
0: much is. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it was just all these different things, but him seeing, like, oh, Kratos, like, you know, he killed Zeus. He killed his own father, kind of thing. And then, especially when I should
1: kill my own
0: father. <laughs> I, know. I well, think
1: that that's probably that's, what's going to happen. It's hinted at
0: because yeah. they're on the mural in, in Jotunheim shows a de, uh, Atreus cradling a dead Kratos.
1: <laughs> but you don't know if that's
0: because Atreus killed him. He just died right. or what the circumstances are. But you're, but like Kratos sees that mural. Atreus doesn't. So he's kind of like, all right.
1: Yeah, all righty then. But, uh, <laughs> so those
0: are those are all great moments too. I'm trying to think of just some other. I don't know any any other like big stuff. Like again, don't want to harp on this too long. We only some stuff for people to experience for themselves if yeah. they're still at this point. But um,
2: you know. I think actually going to Helheim was probably one of my favorite parts. The one yeah. thing specifically yeah. that I'm looking forward to going back, hopefully in the next game, is I don't remember who he is, but when you go to Helheim, there's the giant like raven. raven? Oh yeah yes and And i was it was super cool and i was like "Ooh, do i get to fight that thing and i didn't so i was disappointed but i'm hoping that you can fight him in the next game i'm
0: assuming like maybe like well because they're all they're all the like the eyes of odin the ravens flying around Mm -hmm. that you can kill so maybe like odin had i mean odin's the god of this realm like i'm sure he has some control over that huge buzzard (laughs) so like that that would be a pretty epic general
2: helheim both times i thought was great i thought that was super fun um yeah yeah there
3: was also a really good moment, uh, uh, Mimir. The you keep the severed head on your body at all times, mechanically, to give another voice to just the story, so it's not you and Atreus constantly. Which is great. Uh, but also, awesome. he's kind of this wise sage and can give advice and kind of talk to Kratos, even though Kratos never wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where basically, uh, I think it's when it's after Atreus learns he's a god. And he says, like, Kratos, you hate gods. You've told your kid your whole life that you hate the gods and the gods are always evil. And now your son has learned he's a god. And now your son thinks he, you hate him. Like, just this kind of, like, and, and, you, and he knows you, you hate yourself. And, like, just in the, all of these things that came from just those fun beat-em-up games yeah. are now coming back to haunt you. Like, it gives more weight to those, I guess, even though it was unintentional at the time. Like, it just, it, it gives you those story character development moments that we never thought would even happen. Yeah. And it's really fun to see those. Absolutely. I, w- I
1: would like to voice a complaint. So I understand that his skull or head is like a flashlight, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But man, mm-hmm. does the he mirrors? Yeah.
0: No. I mean, he he like is no, he doesn't use his head. He's his got eyes. it's like it's like a, a prism thing, but not It's not used as a, as a light. There oh, is sure. in God of War three.
1: Oh, maybe Kratos that's does use the head that.
0: of Helios uh, as a kind of as Helios so light funny. To
1: but regardless, my complaint stands. I think it would have been absolutely hysterical if you'd have had to just like dig up the whole tree, put it in like a cart, <laughs> and just kind of drag <laughs> it with you the whole game. You know, like I, put I, him down to yeah, do fights. and I stuff? I feel like that would have been like puzzle. Things like, okay, how are we going to get in Namir and his
0: tree across? What can I do? What can oh I do? Oh, boy. Yeah. No.
1: That would have been super funny. It,
0: it, that would have been a great <laughs> moment as well. No, Namir was probably my favorite side character. I really liked Brock and I really, I, I liked Brock's whenever you'd come up to the – you'd, like, run across him and stuff – and, uh, you'd like come up to his shop and he's like, what's got your bum fuzzled about? You know, something like that. Like just his weird.
1: Well, that's not how you greet your colleagues and <laughs> no. friends.
0: Well, yeah. Next time you come in to record, I'm going to be like, what's got you so bum fuzzled?
1: I would slap you right in the face, <laughs> sir. <laughs> all
0: that stuff. But I really love them. I also love the, the thing, the story thing they used to explain how they can have shops literally everywhere.
2: Yes. That was good.
0: It's like basically dwarves have this ability to realm travel. They, huh. through like, because they're these master crafters and master builders, they built these these passageways through all the different realms that are outside of what the normal like gods or hum- or normal yeah. gods would use to travel. Because so, they 'cause they're kinda like at one point Atreus trace it's just like
3: How do you keep popping what up? Are, what
0: are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, that's no big deal. It's just a dwarven secret. Don't worry, Don't about,
3: worry it. about it. Don't worry about it. I'm here now. So <laughs> you want tomorrow.
0: I, I thought that was a fun just like nod to the player, like, Yeah, we know this is kinda crazy that these same yep. two characters keep popping up, but here's a good reason for why <laughs> I really enjoyed yeah, that I as wish well. they
1: would have because of the name Brock it just reminds me of Pokemon. I wish that they would have been like two different guys in every location, but they would have looked exactly the same and they all would have <laughs> had the same name and it's like, "No, we're different Brocks. That's that other Brock in the other land. That's we're we different I'm guys." Brock yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that
0: would have been good. Um I can't really think of anything else. Like any did any any other like closing things or other like final story beats I mean, or I moments re- that you I were really just like liked- really stood out?
2: Again, I was talking about the Raven, but I liked how it opened up. Like, what's the next game going to be? Like, I thought that was really cool. And
0: did everyone see the secret ending?
3: Yes. Oh, with um, Thor?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Then somebody else who another friend of mine like said, "Hey, did you see the secret ending?" I was like, "What? No." Yeah. Basically, after the game, you go back to their house, and they like, like, "Oh, we're so tired. Let's go to sleep." And then you both both have a dream that like tell it says like several years later. And like you, you like you, you wake up. Oh, th- was it three,
3: three specific? Yeah. Three okay, years. Three prior. specific.
0: Uh, and so, and you like are woken up by this massive like thunderstorm. And immediately you're just like, oh my God, it's Thor. But yeah, then you, you go, you know, and then you're like, wake up and try to just like, boy, get your, you know, get up and all this. And you, you run outside and open the door and there's just this dude standing there. And and he's like you know he's got like the winged helmet thing going on like right, all these right. huge heavy like fur cloaks very shrouded in mystery you kind of you don't see his face but then you just see which I thought was an excellent reveal similar to like with how they did with the real Leviathan axe it like goes the camera like moves to this character's side and he pulls back his cloak and you see Mjolnir and it was and like lightning and thunder flash from it and you're just like yeah here we so go
2: on that specifically like do you think that
0: Thor will be a bad guy? In the next one? Oh, absolutely. You think so? I bet if it if it follows the path of the previous ones, you'll, Thor will be like the big bad of next of the next one. And then you'll it have the will probably end it. with you killing Thor. Yeah. And then the thir- if they do another installment in this series, or they could probably shoehorn it all into the same game. But Odin will be like the final, or maybe an Odin Freya matchup. Well, sure. basically like double team, try and take you out, kind of thing. Who knows? But like, yeah, sure, you're, yeah, we'll see. You're gonna fight Thor, and yeah. it's gonna be ridiculous. So that was a that was a pretty pretty that, sweet, that was a cool moment.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna call it. So okay. for the so so this is like God of War four, but there's probably gonna be a five and a six, and they're all gonna be in the same timeline, right? So in six, you're gonna get to the fight with Odin, right? And you're not gonna beat him. Odin's gonna go to Atreus, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, your current dad." Blows. I mean, he might. That's a yeah, very... and he's gonna be like, "You should join me, kid." And he's gonna be like, "Yeah, my dad does blow," and he's yep. gonna join Odin, and they're totally gonna kill you. Yeah, I can see that. I'm calling it. That's yeah. definite. I'm no, or at least be epic. a
0: part of it. And then like maybe the game ends where you become a, you play as Atreus after you've like killed Kratos oh, or I mortally you wounded Kratos, Kratos, and then Kratos. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I messed up," and then you go take on Odin and stuff like that. I, I would,
3: would be shocked if Kratos doesn't die in the second one. Yeah, uh, I think they're building toward. Atreus being the main character, yeah, being who I think he's you too. play as, because like, you get to train him through as he grows up, and then something happens, and Kratos dies, and now yeah. you are Atreus, the result of that training.
0: And because I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere, you know, around the time when the game came out, that Cory Barlog said that like there's the they've opened the possibility because they've already changed like realms once that they might do it again.
2: So that's the other thing that yeah. I was saying. Like you obviously don't know how you go from the times of Greek mythology to. Norse times, essentially, right. different part of the world. How did that sure. happen? So I'm very interested to see, like, for all you know, with like when you die, you go to the next like age of <laughs> gods pantheon or something. stuff like that. So yeah, they, maybe, they did
3: reference in the game in uh, what what was the god who Tyr? He was Tier, the one that was yeah. actually I forget who it was, but you see symbols from other uh, yeah, cultures. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah and tears vault.
3: There are symbols for war, and Egypt Egypt shows up. Yes,
0: that's what it was.
3: I, yeah, I would Egypt's, love to see Japanese, like, uh, uh, Kami show up. Like, yeah. there's, I mean, there's a million different, be- like, belief systems with a million different gods. You can go anywhere. Right.
0: Which is which is would be really cool if, like, it travels with, now with Atreus, and he goes to, like, a different one.
3: Yeah, I, I like the idea of,
2: like, when you die, that's when you go to the next one. So maybe that's Kratos cool. dies, sure. and that's how he goes yeah. to Egypt okay. or something.
0: Yeah, which, Egypt would be pretty awesome. I mean, you got you got a little taste of that with Assassin's Creed Origins, but, like, that'd be awesome to see it explored in the God of yeah. War arena. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to kind of like wrap it up, it's, it was a, a huge tonal shift I felt like from previous God of War series, but knocked it out of the park. Like Corey Barlog and I think it was Corey Barlog, I think was the right person to do it because he already had so much back knowledge of the rest of the series. Yeah. He knew yeah. how to perfectly marry the new with the old, like you were talking about earlier right. Fox to create this brand new, brand new feeling game that had a mature like obviously the older games were mature because they were so violent and gory. This one had like Kinda. a matured story, a more like a very emotional journey that you had to you had to go from not just being really mad to a lot more mad at the end like with the previous games. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a masterful, you know, crafting the the art direction, everything about it was just outstanding. So yes, if you haven't played this game yet Please go do it. Hopefully, Morgan, it. I mean, if you had any interest in playing it at all, hopefully we didn't kill it by basically telling you everything about the game. I'm but holding
1: out for when you get to kill Kratos as Travis, there as you. I call him, they so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting.
0: Yeah, all right, all right. You'll just go back and play the remastered trilogy when it comes out. Again. Exactly. No,
1: That's exactly what I'm yeah, waiting just holding for. Just hold out, It's a long
0: game. It's a long Dude, game. Dude, it'll only
1: it. be 20 bucks. I'll get all the DLC. I'm just going to wait it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we go, we do have to do our last little bit of the show, which is our soundtrack spotlight, which we would be remiss. When talking about God of War, to not mention
1: Super Mario Odyssey. No, not that. We would be remiss
0: to not to talk about, not talk about Bear McCree's fantastic score for God of War. Um, I don't know how much you're listening to to soundtracks really, Fox, but like,
3: yeah, it's uh, fairly often.
0: It's, it's, this one was incredible, and this one I waited until I beat the game before I listened to, because I wanted to experience this in the game, yeah. like hear those tracks that I really wanted to listen to, then go back and listen to the whole soundtrack as a whole and experience those tracks in a different way. There are several standout tracks, like God of War, the main new God of War theme is incredible, because sure. uh, you should go watch on PlayStation Blog, they have a video series, or on their YouTube, uh, video, a short video with interviewing Bear McCurrier about his process for creating the music, and he talks yeah. about, like, having to go find this Icelandic choir that can sing in this deep Norse language, like old Norse language. And that's what he uses, like, the main vocals for a lot of this stuff, um, which just builds this truly powerful, like, main theme, um, which is going to coincidentally be the soundtrack spotlight that we're going to f- focus on for this one. But other, like, good tracks are uh, Deliverance, Ashes, The Summit. Those have some uh, Memories of Mother, just some great tracks with some truly excellent, especially like, again, as I've said, any track that throws in some great vocals, I'm going to be all about. And this one, those tracks have some fantastic, uh, just everything about it. So if, go listen also to the soundtrack by Bear Mercury It's great. But I think with that, it's about time to draw this this uh, episode and review of God of War to a close. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Michael, thank you for giving us your insight. Fox, thanks for joining us for the first time. And,
1: yeah, yeah uh, and great. all that It was
0: great to have you on. So, again, check out Fox uh, with his uh, YouTube channel, Des and Fox Plays, and all their shows and videos that you can go watch there uh, over on their YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another new episode. But until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. Michael Coploy. See ya. And Fox. Thanks for having me. We'll see y'all next time. Stay around with the sun.